if I was a salesperson on your team, um, what is a day in my, like what, what's a day in my life look like? So the hours they work, they're 8.30 till 5.30. Okay, mm -hmm. so I send in a tip every morning. So I normally record it on Loom each morning, mm -hmm. a bit of an update on the market or something that they should really be thinking is about. It, is a tip a video? Is that a text? Yes, okay. no, it's a video. Yeah, okay. so I record every morning. That's yes. why I've had my hair shaved actually, because <clears throat> I couldn't get my hair like sorted for the morning before going to the gym. There's no point in putting product in. So I had it shaved so I can sit down. Is that what you did? I, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> it never grew that. back. Be careful, it won't grow back. <laughs> Mine's a wig. Mine's quite thick, so it will keep coming. It, goes, it will it not back go quick. back. So here's the thing. Entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople. We all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question. And this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the Tom Ferry Podcast Experience. It's gonna be super important you leave some comments and give us some feedback on what you learn in today's show. I've got Matt Nickel. Let's just start with the number one out of 13,080 agents in the UK. Congratulations on number one, big dog. Thank you very much. That is fantastic. We're gonna unpack his business today. I got my dear friend of 30 plus years, Kurt Kessel, Melbourne, Florida. You don't really refer to it as Melbourne. What do you normally tell everybody? Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay, Mel you gotta make sure you talk yeah. in the microphone. There we go. Uh, number one or number two compass team in the state of Florida? Number one in the state of Florida. Okay, just just checking. So it's, yeah. the, it's the number one show, ladies and gentlemen. So there we go. Good company. Matt, why don't you, for, for, as I was just mentioning on my, on my YouTube and podcast, in many cases, it could be as much as 90% of the, the listeners are, you know, people from the U S people from Canada and then dispersed around the world. I have, as I mentioned to you, been doing training in, in and around Europe for almost 16 years. It is very different, but it's very much the same. Would you share, cause you've been a client of ours for three years. Give, give my listener just some insight on like the numbers, the fundamental differences of how it's done in the UK? So yeah, probably the biggest change that I found when I came out here last year to Vegas was the buyer's commission that every agent's getting. Right. And also the fees, but the um, the buyer agent commission is really not there for us. Yes. So we're only getting paid by a seller, which is probably a big part of the change. But that commission probably in England as an average is around 1%, mm -hmm. um, 1%, 1 1.5% 1 we're wow. achieving, but it's, right. it's, it's a low fee compared to what I hear out here. Oh yes. Um, yes. Transaction timetable time table as well, it takes on average around 140 days in the UK from offer accepted to close. But we've got it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We've got us going through 100 days, which is a, a good change, it's a but speedy, it's still a it's long a speedy time. process. That's we, hey, we, <laughs> doesn't feel like it out here. You can all, like, forget the numbers. Hey, we sell homes 75 times faster than the competition. Like, sure. you immediately create that. I agree. So, 1% fees. Yeah. Um, no buyer representation or buyer representation, but you and the other agent are now splitting one to one and a half percent. No, no buyer representation at all. Um, yeah. Unless you go into kind of like the inner city like London where they might get buying agents that are separate, yes. but typically a buyer has to deal with a selling agent. They'll see the property either through our database system or they'll see it through a portal, but they have to come to the agent that's selling the, the yes. unit. So you so you do both sides of the deal for one one percent? We do. Wow. That's gonna make everybody in Toronto, everybody in New York City just, <gasps> mm -hmm. but hang tough, you wanna to listen to this. How did he become number one? Like that's gonna be the key here. So so what do we know? You got three offices, you got 36 people on your staff. Yep. One of the big differences in, certainly in the UK and in many, many European countries, Australia also, not throwing you into a European country, but you know, 
salaried sales agents. So help, help my listener understand the model. If I'm a salesperson on the team, how do I get paid? So um, you have the benefit of being employed. Uh, we don't have self-employed agents. We actually employ all of our staff. So um, they'll have a basic salary, which is probably majority of what they take home each year. And then on top of that, they'll earn a commission based on what the office achieves. Mm -hmm. So it's like a big pot that everyone's kind of getting a percentage out of. And if they were the listing manager or listing agent, they'll also earn a percentage of that fee as well. So that's that's their incentive. And the good agents in the team can earn double their salary basically on the way that they work. So in a typical salary, and I know, you know, it's, it's going to range. So you can you can give us a range or you can tell us the exact. I mean, are they making 20,000, 30,000? They'd range probably anything between 30 at the earliest level, probably up to about 60 for a manager, okay. um, possibly 70 in a good year. Back in 21, they're probably raking in about 70. So. so so, just for context, with the three offices, do you have three managers? Like, how, What's the structure like inside of an office? Yeah, so we, we have to have a lot of moving parts. So we've got a sales manager in each office, mm -hmm. so they oversee the team. We also have a listing manager in each office, so they will be the person out there winning the instruction for us. Um, then there's two more staff members that work with those. So you have a sales consultant. They'll do all the showings for us. They'll do the feedback. They'll offer the, do the offer negotiation with the seller. But then they also have a sales specialist alongside them. So they're working the database. They're calling their buyers. When a buyer wants to view it, they're arranging the viewings for them. Um, they never really leave the office. They're always in the office. The sales consultant's a little bit more out and about. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, because the transactions do take, on average, 140 days, we've employed two experienced staff as senior sales progressors. So they'll do all the sales chasing for us, chasing the solicitors above, below, agents above, below. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons we've got our transaction time down in such yes. a way because we've got someone who's always on it. And again, they're not trying to do valuations at the same time or viewings at the same time. They're very focused on that one role. So that was a lot. And, but that was a lot. Is, but, My gosh. But, you know, you've been selling real estate for 400 years. Um, that's not unlike your first company. Correct. Right. With a yeah. couple ISAs, a couple transaction mm -hmm. managers, a couple yep. listing launchers, like, you know, key roles. Right. So you figured all that out. Um, what did you do before real estate? So I worked with my dad. He had a golf driving range. You've seen me on the golf yes. course. Um, so he had a driving yes. range. So yeah, coming out of school, I just worked with him for a couple of years. Do I owe you like $20 for how well you played on Definitely not. Saturday? Definitely okay, not. all right, okay. No, no, no. So we, you we, owe me $20. We've got your range fine. We've got your laser there. I, I did. Andy's got it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we had a chance to play golf. Six of us, but two and four. But, you know, he and, he and his buddy Darren were right behind us. Yeah. So, so you went from working at a, a you know, a golf facility. Yeah. To real estate? Hmm. Tell us about that transition. Okay, so it was back in the day when property flipping was really big. Yeah. A lady called Sarah Beanie, she kind of bought it to the TV. Yeah. And so I was working for my dad, selling tokens, doing the food and beverage, running yeah. the bar for him. And it was, it was nice, obviously, customer interaction. And I enjoyed working with my dad, but um, I really wanted to get into property development. So I sat with him and said, this is what I want to do. And he said, Matt, you're not very practical with respect. <laughs> Why don't you go and learn the market, but learn it a different way. So he said, join as an agent. You'll start to know what good value is. You'll know what the right. good markets are. Right. Um, so I, I started for an independent company as a junior negotiator. And I was basically in at the bottom doing everyone's work for them. Best way to learn. Yes. It's like being a pot washer going up to being the head chef. But I did right. all the work for them. Worked with them for five years through the recession. And then 2009 came along, market started to turn back on. And at that point, I said to my directors, I think you've had your pound of flesh. It's, it's time to go alone. So yeah. that's what I did. Um, yes. And the rest is history. So 20 years as an agent in total. That's fantastic. And did you slowly open up your offices or did you do them all at one time? Uh, one at a time. Okay. So originally it was me, sign on the door. I did have physical location because I felt it was important to have a physical location. Yes. I did it back in my hometown. So I didn't want to compete with my previous agent I was employed by originally. 
Um, but I went to the town that I played rugby in, went to school in, had lots of friends and parents and so stuff you know like that. A lot so of people. That's, very, did, that's yeah. very English to open up away from the person that taught you the business. It's, it's, very, it's very polite. Yeah, it's courteous. <laughs> yeah. Polite. And I still get on with those directors. I, I, owe, yes. I owe them a lot because I wouldn't be the guy I was yes. without all the training yes. and stuff we did. So, I respect um, that. But yeah, that's it was nice. pop a sign on the door when I went out for appointments. Um, I moved out of my flat, moved back in with my parents. My now wife, she moved out of her flat or her house and moved back in with her parents. We just cut all the overheads yeah. and just started again. So, um, and it's paid off. It worked. So give the person uh, listening contacts or watching, however you're uh, consuming this, like where? Because I think when most people think of like the UK, they probably, they go London, Liverpool. Sure. Uh, Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. And, then, no, and they kind of miss everything that is so amazing in between. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, it's it's a word that a lot of Americans can't pronounce. It's Worcestershire. Yeah. So it's where the source comes from. So um, <laughs> Worcestershire, Worcestershire is just below Birmingham, basically. So yes. if you think of a map, Birmingham's really in the middle. We're just yes. below there, about 30 minutes away. Yes. Um, population in Worcester, the town, the city of Worcester is about 125,000. Mm -hmm. My town, Adroit, which is about 24,000. And then Malvern, where the other office is. And Malvern's got beautiful hills. It's got its own kind yeah. of unique um, features. Um, that's probably about 35,000. So it's not a big area, really. Yes. So so let's talk about marketing. Because you're, from what, what we can term it, you know, if it was one or 2%, you got about, sub $3 million in revenue coming in. Mm. You've got 36 employees at salaries. If we did the math, it's going to be, sounds like about half, yeah. right? And then you've got marketing, you've got office expenses, right? Now you've got a letting business, you've got a property management business, you have all these other ways. And, and in the UK, so not in the US, in the UK, the loan officer can actually give them a piece of the action. So you're also making money yep. like bips, what you know, basis points, whatever you want to call it. So there's there's enough shekels coming in, obviously, to satisfy you. I know we always want more, but what I want to know is, from a marketing standpoint, what have you taken from the West and driven into your marketplace, or what should you be sharing with us that we should be doing anywhere in North America? So the one thing I kind of found when I came out to Vegas is. The term come list me call is a rarity, it sounds like here in America, whereas yeah. we get probably every day six valuation requests, so people calling in. Wow. But I think that's obviously 14 Why? and a half years. Why? I think reputationally we've been seen so as- So you as get them, not all the other agents. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, you know I mean? I like, wouldn't we look at like the other 14,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say every estate yeah. agent in the area would yeah. get that many, but we yeah. do. Yes. Um, obviously trading for the length of time we've been going, we do have a lot of repeat business, so people come back to use us again, which I think, um, maybe something with the buyer's agent commission issue that's coming up or potentially is already here. You've got to think that your buyer now is going to be your seller in the future. So that experience yes. that they get, you can guarantee they're going to sell you in the future. Yeah. And we try and be, our, our vision for our business is memorable for the right reasons. So everything they do with us has, right to, has, like to be, like has to be a walk away. They go, yeah. And the stuff we do in our community, we're very, very visible. We've got community fund. We give a hundred pounds on every completion. So we don't make much money, but we give a hundred pounds on every completion to a charity that they choose at the end on completion. Wow. Um, so that's quite nice because they'll have something that means a lot to them. Yes. Um, does the, does the, uh, consumer that did the transaction get to choose the like where the it seller, goes or the, pers yeah. the, the person yeah. the person Vendor. that uses us to sell it for them yeah. yeah so so it's part of our community fund um one thing i took from um sandra a meeting that i had with my coach we did a big worcestershire garage sale last year so yeah. yard sales aren't really something in yeah. england there's car boots but there's not um yeah. yard sales but we did a big worcestershire garage sale and that was brilliant because that was in each of the locations that we have offices right um we had probably about 70 different kind of streets used in you know, our methods of advertising to advertise their street. And it oh, was wow. really, really well taken up. So we're, we're very, very focused on our community. That's, that does help the phone for to sure, ring. For yeah, sure, for sure. 
So, so if I was a salesperson on your team, um, what is a day in my, like what, what's a day in my life look like? So the hours they work, they're 8.30 till 5.30. Okay, mm -hmm. so I send in a tip every morning. So I normally record on Loom each morning, mm -hmm. a bit of an update on the market or something that they should really be thinking is about. It, is a tip a video? Is that a text? Yeah, it's, okay. no, it's a video. Yeah, okay. so I record every morning. That's yes. why I've had my hair shaved actually because <clears throat> I couldn't get my hair like sorted for the morning before going to the gym. There's no point in putting product in. So I had it shaved so I can sit down. Is that what you did? I, that's exactly what I did. It, it never grew back. Be careful. It won't grow back. <laughs> Mine's a wig. Mine's quite thick. So it will keep coming. It, it, go, it will it not back go quick. back. So, so I'll record a tip each morning for them, which they will receive at eight, but they'll go through it in their morning meetings. So have a morning meeting, mm -hmm. 8.30. 8.30 to about 9.15. That's to look at the appointments that they did yesterday, the appointments they've got coming up that day. Look at the valuations they're going to go out to communicate whether we've got any buyers, any names of people that would actually go and have a look at those houses. Mm -hmm. So the so the listing manager or the valuation manager, as we call it, would go out with a couple of names in mind for who would buy that house if the vendor sells. Um, after that, they then go through the feedback, said phone everyone that viewed a property the day before, check in with them, see what they thought of the property, start the conversations if they're going to make an offer. And then you'd have them kind of splitting off. So from 11 o'clock onwards, you're in you're in until 11 probably, but from 11 o'clock onwards, you're out then doing appointments. So out doing viewings, out doing listing appointments. Um, and it's busy. The, the days fly by. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's beautiful. I know all my clients in like Australia and New Zealand are like, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. Like that's the day. Um, I want to go back to, go ahead. Yeah, talk about property management because you told us you had yes. a property management yes. company also. Yes. How, how many units do you have there? So about 270 under mm -hmm. management. Mm -hmm. And and you you do you put the tenant in there and you service the service it for the owner also. That's right. Yeah. So we continue to check in. So we do um, regular inspections to make mm -hmm. sure that the tenants looking after it in the way they should. Um, we actually f there's a real shortage of properties in the UK for, yeah. for rental. So the rental values have gone through the roof. The reason for that is the stamp duty. So if an investment buyer wants to buy a property now, they have to pay an extra three percent. Say now it's been for a few years. Yeah. They have to pay an extra three percent on all of the stamp duty. Oh, wow. um, so it's put a lot of investment buyers off. That's raised the rents and it's also made it competitive. There's probably about 35 tenants to each property we list. Mm -hmm. So rather than being silly, because you don't get massive fees in rentals in the UK. Yeah. What um, is the, what is the yeah, fee? I was going to ask It's that, about yeah. 10%, 11% each month. And then you get 90% of the first month's rent. So the placement fee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's actually not too That's bad. That's about, yeah, we get yeah. We typically get about one, one, um, one month's rent. Okay. And then we get, um, 10%. Yeah, yeah, I know more like four and six. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, some of them are even yeah. less than 10%. Yeah. So yeah. So I that's think comparable. You, at least yeah. you're getting paid good for that. Well, yeah, yeah. there we are then. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop, stop the sales yeah, altogether. Yeah. 140, 140 of those that you guys do on out, like 140 yeah, per year. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, so coming out of the lockdowns, obviously lockdowns are different for a lot of different people. But yeah. for us, we knew straight out of the gate, there's going to be lots of people wanting to rent properties. Mm -hmm. So we took a technology over from Australia called Gavel, which is a live stream technology. Yeah. So now what we do with each of our properties is we do a live stream on them first. Every tenant that's interested watches the live stream. They then give us their application wow, for it. Brilliant. And then the landlord chooses their favorite applications and then they can come and physically view it. So instead of spending yeah. like three hours doing 16 viewings for any one person to buy uh, to, to rent yeah. it, we let them all watch it on the live stream, and then we go and do two viewings, and we we find the tenant. And that that's way. that's common. No, that's okay. We're yeah. Cutting I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that. You know, you couldn't do that in the U.S. The landlord could not say, "I'm going to select them over them." No, because they, no. they yeah, like they can't choose. I mean, they ultimately they ultimately do choose, but you know what they don't want is like something horrific. Like I'm going to choose based on race or oh, sure. religion yeah. or you know, like so. So we just we have laws that basically protect all that. Yeah, really strict. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we For do we right do reasons. we we do yeah. similarly. To be fair, yes. there are you know yes. there's within reason. It's it's more about um, the financial situation, their pre previous yes, credit, the, exactly. the landlords, the you know exactly. the, the feedback from that, and um, 
yeah, I mean, they wouldn't discriminate about children yeah. being there and like yes, that. So exactly. Okay. We don't like cats. Right. Well, they can say that. Like I, that. Know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get that. Interrupting my own show with a quick little announcement. If you're like me and you recognize this is the time of the year when we've got to make decisions, we got to look back at what's worked in the past and decide what we want to have happen in 2024 then yes, it is time for you to get your plan together. Now, if you're one of my coaching clients, you know you just go inside a Loom, you download the 2024 plan, you and your coach work on that together. If you are not one of my clients, go to tomferry.com. There's be a link below. Download a copy of the plan. Get to work on it. Use ChatGPT and other resources to answer the tough questions about the strategies you need to implement to ensure your success in 2024. So tomferry.com. Get your business plan and let's get to work. Now let's go back to the show. So you got the letting business, you got the mortgage business, you got the property management business, you got the real estate company. Again, number one, right? Which just, you know, congratulations. Yeah, it's it's a huge, huge nod. I want to go back to, we, we were chatting as we were walking over here. Your goal is to do a little over 2000 valuations. And so I asked you what percentage of the valuation. So someone's saying, hey, what's my home worth, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. What percentage of those result in a listing directly for you guys? And then what, what, like, just do you lose? How often do you lose? Why do you lose? We, we tend to find, if you average it out, around a 33% conversion. So we'll, we'll get one in three that we go out to. Okay. Not, not that we're going to lose the other two to another agent typically, mm -hmm. but maybe they just decide, no, it's not the right time. It's, it might be a slow play. It's another six months before they come back sure. here. Um, we do lose some to other agents because ultimately we have a fee structure that we want to maintain. We yes. feel like our value's there, so we kind of stick to that. Um, but yeah, typically it's, it's sole agency. We don't share our commissions. We don't mm -hmm. take a property with another estate agent. Mm -hmm. we, we feel that it's best to be working just one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. Exclusive, exclusive, yeah. exclusive. All my European friends, exclusive, 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 exclusive. Okay, so how do you generate six per day? I mean, think about that. That's what would you, you imagine if you got six? Oh, like hey, I'd be selling my home, and I would like we, you, you and Dwayne would never sleep. We'd be so excited. Yeah, we'd be excited. So, so I wrote down. You know, do you guys email your clients? Yeah. Right? Do you do any direct mail? Do you do any social? I know you guys do a ton inside the community. You're doing all these things that are just like being one with the community. So you're going to get that likability. Yeah. But somewhere in there, there has to be a CTA. I would imagine like a call to action that actually says. I'm interested. Sure. So what else do you do? So one of the things we do, which is really successful, is we, we've been producing a market update to our clients that we'd hand deliver to 26,000 homes. So selected based hand on the council. delivered to 26,000 We've got a company. Homes? It's not me personally. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like wow. this no. is why your salespeople are exhausted. No, no, no. So, yeah. so on, a, on a per thousand basis, we pay, we pay someone to, um, to deliver them for us. But um, yeah, 26,000 homes. And we've picked them based on the council tax areas. So it's, sure. the, it's the areas where the values are quite high because the council tax is quite high. Okay. We do that because potentially they're going to be a landlord as well. They may own investment properties. We've done that for probably about five years. Mm -hmm. And it's just constant. Um, that's great for okay, us. Okay, but hold, hold on. So twenty six. So, is it more or less money to have the people actually hand deliver versus just using direct mail? It'd like, be probably less money to have it because because it is per thousand. It's it's like a newspaper boy just going down yeah. the street and just dropping in through doors. Okay, because that's why I wanted to ask. I, yeah. You know, are they wearing like a, a nickel and co? No, they shirt, are wearing a high vis. Like, Hi, we want no, to. No, so it's a high vis, but um, but that's that's been a big one for us. So. Yeah. Wow. We have a lot of people that say, and we're not, there's no, no call to actions on it, really. We're just trying to educate them in their market yes, because then when yes. they think about selling, they go, well, Nickel & Co have kept me informed of house prices for the last four years. Right. They've told us an honest appraisal. Of, we're not trying to say use us or any of those bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. And that's probably our strongest performing bit yeah. of marketing. I love it. Um, we've got over 950 Google reviews. 
Uh, we do have a marketing team, so our marketing um, on social media is pretty strong. Obviously, I get inspired when I come out to places like this to see what others are doing, but I get, that's one of the things I kind of always take back, just some fresh ideas. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think the things that work for us is just the consistent good service. I think that's that's the big bit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I can honestly say, I don't know many people getting six calls a day that says, come come out and give me an evaluation. That's oh unbelievable. Goodness. Yeah. I mean, we would yeah. we would pray for that. We'd, oh, please, please. <laughs> I, well, I'll swap. I'll have your feed. You can have my uh, you can have <laughs> six appraisals. Well, I think you guys were saying earlier, like, just come, come to, come to the U.S. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want you to come work so, for me. Come so on. I'm here. What would you say, Matt? Like, you know, every every one of us, every every person listening has a superpower. There's just something they do that makes them unique, special, different, better than the average person in the industry. What would you say is yours? I think it's my willingness to learn. I don't feel like I've made it. I think I'm still taking on board a lot of things from different people. So yeah. Audible at the moment, John Maxwell, Simon Sinek, yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, it's it's there's so many people out there you, that can inspire you. And actually the great thing now with my team is that they're starting to see how that works and they're almost just doing it on their own. Yes. Um, wow. My management team are fantastic. They really have taken it on board. And my marketing team is similarly, Jason Pantana, you know, they're spending a lot of time watching his stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think my superpower is that I, I'm very, very focused, very, very committed. Um, I heard Tom Tall yesterday say, you know, you've got your thing that you do really well. I love going through the offices. I love being with the team. I can't, can't go out and do the listing appointments myself anymore because I can't deliver for that client and I would not, I'd need to yeah. see it all the way through. Yes. So I've had to kind of take my head out of that space, but just going in and spending time with the team, just hearing what their problems are, giving them a bit of support, a bit of role playing. Right. Um, those are my kind of sweet spot moments. So building the culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership, superpowers yeah. leadership. So, so what do you think... And I, I'm going to say this with like, just, I'm just going to say it culturally, my experience in, in throughout most of Europe is they don't ask for the business, right? They, they're going to put out all this value, but mm -hmm. they're not going to say, you know, hit this QR code and find out more, or they're not going to say, I mean, it, I know it's a very, it's a very U S thing, sure. right. To, to like be salesy or, and not to even say, just to say, would you like more information? Click this QR code. But when I talk to all my clients, and I, and I put like Israel in there, Syria, like all in there, like, oh, oh no, we don't do that stuff. No. Right? We just we just wait for them to call. Why is that? I think it's because, as you said, they're not very salesy. I think it's just, yeah. it feels, I, I don't know, it, it, it feels like you're imposing a bit too much on someone else's decision making. Yeah. Um, obviously, the successful ones are the ones that do try and close it, of course. Sure. But, and I don't mean they don't close at the appointment. Like, yeah. the, you know, they do that. Yeah. The but call it, to it feels stuff. like in the in the marketing like I should have been more specific in the marketing and advertising specifically. And yet you and I both see tens of companies throughout Europe that are like, call this 800 number, right? Yeah, or, you know, yeah. visit our website. Yeah. But, but for whatever reason, not all, but most real estate agents that I've run into just, they just, is it a confirmation bias? Is it just a cultural thing? I think, I think it it's a combination. A I think it's a cultural thing. And probably, you know, one of the reasons I'm out here learning and spending time with people like yourselves is that I, I want to go back and change the way things are done. For my own business, yeah. it will be mm -hmm. beneficial. Yeah. But naturally, it will kind of organically go into other businesses as well. Sure. And I'm not, you know, I, I whilst we might compete with other estate agents, I'm, a, you know, an idea sharer, I mentor yes. some people. So yes. I, I, I want to be there and support others. But um, yeah. they've got to open their eyes to the way things can be done. And it's not just the way they do it in England. And that's why I wanted to have a, a different coach, not just right. a, someone who's in the market that I see all the time and they see me all the time. I wanted to go, right, what's the difference? How, right. how can we do it better? Right. And again, I don't like no knock. I mean, I have, we have so many clients 
in Europe, but it's like, they're so, banana. I don't know, uh, Massimo Manca, have you met Moss yeah, yet? Yeah, right? I met him last year. Number one in Sardinia, he's right? Number legend. one in Italy for Remax. Like, and he's just a sweetheart of a human being, but he's like, you know, he's like in Italy, like we just kind of like, we just, you know, and then they sign. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand we'll any of that. Wine, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, that might be know, it. And I was like, okay, right? Um, but it's beautiful, it's beautiful. So, so one of the things I want to ask you, you and I are chatting on the way over here, we're talking about, it's, it's very typical throughout most of Europe and it's starting to change in all the right directions is exclusive listings versus literally like five estate agents having the same property listed and the seller having it listed for sale. By so owner. like an open listing? An, an okay. open listing. Okay. Why do you think that culture is starting to shift? What the people are that are pe coming more, away from doing more and more exclusive, yep. yeah, less open listings or, or multiple agents on the same listing. I think one of the things for us is the fee that we would charge if we were going to go multi-agency would yeah. be a lot higher. Yeah. It wouldn't really be a fee um, being shared. It would be the winner yes. takes all. Exactly. So, exactly. so I think a vendor's often put off because they, they're they almost not willing to pay more than 1%. So if, yeah. you, if you're saying it's got to be 2%, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And also, I think if you can demonstrate your value and you can kind of show what you do, because most agents will advertise on the same portals. Right. Most agents will have the same database of buyers because we actually have a shared database. Obviously, you guys will have buyer representation for a buyer. You know, you could look after the best person. Yeah. We don't. We have everyone. They could be registered with me and another 12 agents. Yep. Um, but what we demonstrate, and it's probably our best thing that we can demonstrate, is that we achieve a better asking price to offer um, figure. So we get 101.4% of asking price. Gosh. Average in the UK. 96.7% according to Zoopla in November. So we can demonstrate that we can get an extra 5% from a buyer than an average buyer would be paying. And, and that, that's huge. And, that and, and, really and that's why we can that's be a third big. more on our fee because okay. you still walk away with more money in your pocket if you sell with us because take off the one and a half percent, you're around that kind of right. 100% of your asking price. So, yes. so as opposed to right. you, you've done it with another agent who got you 95.6 or if they got you 98 even, you take a 1% off, they're at 97 still. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can demonstrate that there's a, there's a significant value. I love, my mind always goes to, so we sell at 75% faster, right? If it's, you know, whatever the exact number is, you guys yeah. sell in 100, they sell in 140, we do it for 104% of asking price where the median is or the average is, yep. and then with 950 reviews. But yeah. that's a, that's a compelling that, that's, that's compelling, a compelling right offer to be. And we and we sell 90% of the stock that we list as well. So yeah. rather than where the other agents might go wrong is they list it at whatever the price the seller wants to go on the market for or they've done an ambitious figure because they want to sell it. Yeah. They might have to price reduce and it will take a long time to list. Right. But then normally the second agent will then get the sale, but a lot of what we list we sell. Yeah. And of course there'll be some people that decide that they don't want to move or they they won't stay with us, they go with another agent very rarely, but that's that's another thing that we really push. What, yeah. What's the average um, time on market? Average time on market now is about 60 days. And then it goes under contract for the next for 100 days. <laughs> 100 days with us, 140 with, with somebody us. else, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was kind of 21, 22, it was around 30 days, so it has eked out quite a bit. Yeah. So what That's happens average. if a buyer wants to buy a house, a sell, seller sells their house, and they've got to wait the 100, 140 days, can they go under contract on something else with a contingency? How does that work there? So when they have an offer accepted on a property, there's no real financial commitment. So they don't have to pay, like in Scotland, they have to put deposits yeah. down and stuff like that. Um, in the UK, they don't have to do that, um, which, is a, which is a problem because there's no skin in the game really. And, and therefore, if they do see something else that tempts them or situation changes, they're not financially committed. They oh, can wow. just walk, they, and, and it does happen, unfortunately. Um, so what we find is the speed is the important bit. That's why you've got to try and rattle it through. You've also obviously got open-ended because you may have the point where the seller, you could sell for your vendor and then they might not find for another 40, 50 days. So you've got to keep a buyer interested 
and because they can't get the purchase through until they know that the whole chain's gone gone complete. Chain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Smart. Smart. So why we do quite a bit in new builds as well, because the new build element completes it because obviously there is no onward chain from that. So working with a lot of good developers, it helps us. And that's what you were telling us earlier. You'd say yeah. you do do some so that's another uh, it's another revenue, uh, another source. revenue it is, source. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah okay. big yeah. parts of the business. But are you developing? Are you are, you have? Um, no, no. I'm buying a couple of Airbnbs myself. You said buy more doors last uh -huh. year, so I'm uh -huh. I've, I've got two more Airbnbs coming my way. But um, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any development yet. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll Never save know. that for another show. He yeah. and I were talking when you were very, right before the show. I'm like, he should start developing. Yeah. 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 Well, we've got, got, some build, got some built to rents in England if you're yeah. interested. So it's boom and bust. The only thing got to be mindful. It's all boom and bust. But as long as you got the consistent. Right. Of the real estate revenue, hundred percent. You, you could do the do 100%. the development stuff, and then you're the client. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just small yes. developments. I, I guess. I guess the thing that again probably get more of over here than you do in England. You almost feel like it's poacher turn gamekeeper. You kind of feel like you're conflicted in the way you're doing things. Yeah. But I, I do understand over here that a lot of real estate brokers and agents yes. are really in it for buying their own stuff as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I have to connect you with one of our clients, Nick Fong, down in Cabo San Lucas, and he's all over the Baja. Okay. And he he works with a bunch of developers and he develops and they're the number one transaction team in the entire Baja. Right. So number one should be hanging out together. So I'll make that yeah, connection yeah, for you. Yeah, Big yeah, shout out amazing. to Nick Fong. All right. So Matt, as we wrap this up, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, if somebody is going to be visiting the UK and they're like, man, I want to stop by, I was totally you know, moved by this podcast, like want to connect with you. What are the best ways? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Like what's the best way? Instagram's probably best. So uh, yeah, my handle is Matt underscore the underscore agent. As simple as I can I make it. it. I love it. Uh, I love keep it, it simple. Yeah. Um, and then Give LinkedIn. it to him one more time. So it's Matt underscore the underscore agent. And that's love Matt it. with two T's. So you should be able to find me on that. Um, I would love to show people around. Um, yes. I've made some connections over here and they said they want to catch up afterwards and do some role playing, which I, I think is nice because obviously we we speak to our vendors differently. We yes. need to win the business. We obviously, we need to yes. need to get them to accept an offer. Sometimes they think it's not the right figure. We know sometimes it's the right figure, but the way I approach it is I kind of come across them like I'm the grandson, I'm the friend, I'm the one that if it was my house, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. They need to kind of hear it that way, yes. especially if it's obviously the right thing for them. That's, right. the, that's the yeah. best way to right. deliver. Right. All right. So as we wrap this up, make sure you follow him on Instagram, send him a DM, give us some comments and in, in wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, but man, thank you so much. And I'm super proud of you. Congrats on number one. And Great you, job. big dog, Great job. number one again. All right. Hey, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We'll see you on the next podcast. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.